Hey everyone, it is Hing here. Uh, two things before we start this show. I know we haven't released anything in a while, and we're very sorry about that. Uh, there was a comedy festival, and I was away, and now I'm back, but Ben has a new job, and we've had this sort of episode this, you're, that you're about to listen to. Uh, we've had it sitting in the can for a while. I recorded it, I think, like a month ago while I was away in Melbourne. Uh, it's actually with Jack uh, Druce and Guy Montgomery. Uh, ben was away, obviously, so he's not in this app. Um, but both of those guys, that is Jack and Guy, uh, said they would do the app if they could plug the comedy festival shows, and obviously I recorded it with them and then never got around to releasing it, and those shows have now come and gone, and this feels weird. So it'll make the bits where they plug their shows a bit unnecessary, um, but otherwise it is a very fun app. The second thing you need to know is that next week, uh, my Sydney comedy festival show opens. Uh, tickets are available because I am disorganized, um, but you should definitely come see it. It's called The Ethics of Punching a Nazi. Uh, I haven't done a proper hour like this in a few years so it's really exciting to perform and yeah it went really well in melbourne people really liked it a bunch of um freedom of good uh, home fans came and they seemed to really enjoy it um yeah so it's filling up uh that's the ethics of punching a nazi at the sydney comedy festival the 9th until the 12th of may at the factory theater uh, do come tickets from the sydney comedy festival website all right that is enough of that on with the show Hello and welcome to this a special Melbourne International Comedy Festival version of Free to a Good Home. My name is Michael Hing and joining me this week because Ben is stuck back in Sydney like an idiot. Uh, I have two very good friends of the show. Uh, number one, I'm gonna I'm gonna go from left to right here. Uh, our first guest, he's a longtime friend of mine. Uh, he recently wrote a, a, a selection of uh, recommendations for the Comedy <laughs> Festival, and it's the greatest thing ever. Uh, he's a, yeah, he's a previous guest on the show maybe three times, thing maybe? Uh, definitely one. One definitely only. One time. One time he's been on the show before. Uh, Jack Drews, hello. How are you? Hey, man. I'm real good. Thank you. I like that for anyone who hasn't read my um, like satirical comedy recommendation thing, that just seems like the best like thing you could plug that I've done in my life <laughs> is recommend some shows once. <laughs> like, a man with a keen taste for comedy. <laughs> yes. We were just talking about those backhanded compliments yeah. as well. <laughs> you blitzed it. And that voice you're hearing there is uh I think I think a maybe a one time, maybe a two time guest on the show. I don't even know. Two time guest of the show. How many times have you been on the show? I don't know. I just said. Alright. Oh, you said it with such a derision that I wasn't sure. Well, it's I don't know. Guy Montgomery, hello. Hey, how are you going? <laughs> well, I'm glad that we've begun this with such an adversarial tone. Yeah. It's good that you've you fl- you flubbed both. Um we have gathered in a very sacred space, uh, which is my room. Uh, at the Doubletree Hilton Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll believe that. Um, but, uh, but when you check in here, they give you uh, some little chocolates, uh, which I've not eaten yet. And I don't, didn't really plan on them. But in lieu of a snack report, this one looks like it has salt on it. Would you like to try a, cho- a chocolate guy? Uh, gladly. I will actually take the one with salt on it. Salt I love chocolate? Salt. Yeah, with chocolate. Jack, would you like Ooh, a chocolate? Oh, man. This, I'm going to have this one. looks good. Yeah, all right. Like a cookies and cream kind of deal, maybe? And I'm going to be having this one. Look, very cookies and cream. It undoubtedly will have milk in it, but, you know. Is it? Is it? Oh, actually, it's quite good. This is great. I was very skeptical of the chocolate, but then it turned out all right. This is pretty good. Mm. It has a salt on it. It's real salty, but then you get inside and there's a soft caramel center that sort of offsets the salt quite nicely. <laughs> I can imagine this flavor going places. What did you describe? Mm. Like a salted caramel? Like a salty caramel? Well, I suppose, yeah. Like I just thought to like put the words together, but yeah, <laughs> I guess you could call it a salted caramel. <laughs> what do uh, you got going on, Jack? Mine's also good. It looks. Uh, it's a lot crunchier than it looks. It's got a sort of smooth surface level that makes you think it's going to be 
like it's going to go down without a fight, and then it really gets you with the crunch. <laughs> Do you know what flavors are involved in your chocolate? Um, Mostly yeah, chocolate? Definitely a cookies and cream kind of feel to mm-hmm. it. Well, if Ben's listening to this, sucked and you didn't get one. Describe your chocolate. You're going to get away scot-free. <laughs> I haven't eaten a chocolate in probably, I'd say like six to eight months was the last time I ate a chocolate. And I ate this one, and it was, it was fine. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Did it have any distinct flavours? Uh, it had some sort of milkiness to it, and uh, now that that's in my mouth, I'm beginning to feel them. You know how after you have something milky, there's something dairy, when you haven't had it for a while, that begins to just sort of linger in your mouth? I consume an unholy amount of dairy, so I cannot empathise with what's happening to you. Last time you were on the show, you did talk about how you dressed up as a cow and travelled around New Zealand to promote milk. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's devastating. One, two. I'm painting a goddamn rural picture of a metropolitan Actually, country. I'm surprised, that you've, I'm surprised that you've come back to this podcast, given the last time you were on here, you openly talked about... <laughs> your penis and it was it was it was incredible anyway you should go back and listen to that guy get my Montgomery episode but this is a podcast where we go through the uh, week's classifieds and find the best and worst things to talk about and I've administered some to you guys but I want to start off with this one uh, this one has been sent in by Holly Doherty thank you Holly and it's entitled want to watch a live birth on mushrooms this is taken from Pacific Beach California uh, now Jack you're familiar with the 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 the, uh, the drug mushrooms uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and uh, Guy, you're familiar with the human practice of giving birth? Yeah, yeah, intimately. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this is on Craigslist, and it reads as follows. Hey there, my friends and I were trying to figure out the craziest thing we could do on <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> How entitled is this person? <laughs> and realized that watching a live childbirth would be, by far, <laughs> the most incredible mind experience that we could think of. We are looking for a woman with child who <laughs> cannot be overstated with child who would permit five respectful and this is just tell me if this is surprising to you 34 year old men uh, watch her give live birth while on magic mushrooms <laughs> compensation is negotiable but for sure at least a hundred a hundred dollars per person. And the knowledge of knowing that you just blew some people's minds having a baby come out of you. The offer... That's great. This offer may not be for everyone. Oh, you think? You think? (laughs) But if you know someone who might be interested, uh, please share this offer so that might fulfill our dream of watching a live birth on mushrooms. Again, that was sent in by Holly. Thank you, Holly. who's found that from uh, Pacific Beach in California. That's great. Because it's like, I feel like they've clearly... Go like, what's the craziest thing we could do? But that experience would be much crazier for the woman giving birth. Like, her experience would be way weirder than theirs. Like, <laughs> because I, I, yeah, I think once you're on mushrooms, the experience of whether you're watching a live birth or not is kind of much of a muchness. Like, you can have a crazy experience on mushrooms if you're just sitting in a bed. Whereas hmm. the, the 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 experience of giving birth is such a specific and detailed experience. That having five men on mushrooms in your five. Virginal thirty-four-year-old men <laughs> congregating around, just you know, the miracle of life. <laughs> this is a countless opportunity. I can imagine the number of women who are actively trying to get pregnant for five hundred bucks. <laughs> also, I feel like this 
posting this ad was also definitely done well on mushrooms as well. So, <laughs> but if, if they were to get a reply to them, that would come like soberly the next day, and they'd have to like cold light a day, call up the boys again, and go, "Hey, guy, remember we were talking about the craziest thing we could do last night? All right, let's figure everyone's schedules. We got work next couple of weeks. Uh, are we going we're, through we're, like, this? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone fill out the Trello, all right, so yeah. we can organize the exact time where this woman can give birth and we can watch her on mushrooms. Oh yeah, they'd all have to take. A like, week what, off they'd work. Have take, they'd have to take forever <laughs> work in order to like put aside time. Or is it the kind of thing where like they get the phone call and they've got to, they say to their boss, "Hey, I've got to go. Why? Oh, a woman from Craigslist is giving birth. <laughs> what are you eating? Oh, it's just mushrooms. I want <laughs> some hallucinogenic mushrooms. Or I like the idea of reappropriating paternity leave. So perhaps if you're like, well, I'm not going to have a child. Obviously, I've got no prospects. Mm. I feel I still get maybe five days of paternity leave to use yeah, with yeah. child, for child-related stuff as I see fit. <laughs> Despite the fact that this is not your child and uh, you're just going to be basically on yeah, a, but a sort what, of like a Burning Man-esque... Uh... Why deprive people who aren't involved in children being born, you know, the, the privilege of at least getting, you know, a brush with the experience <laughs> that's the thing with leave it's like people just let it build up for so long and they forget to make the most of it you just you gotta get that leave you know you can't let it go on forever can you imagine i mean go, go from the flip side then if you had mushrooms you, this is the craziest thing this is the most mind-blowing experience they could think of in terms of but i think i, I mean you're shaking your head guy I, I think there's there's other stuff you could do on mushrooms that would presumably be crazier than watching because hospitals are actually quite a childbirth going wrong is probably the craziest thing you could watch on Magic Mushrooms. Yeah, and, and by going to a hospital on Magic Mushrooms to watch a childbirth, you are kind of ensuring that something will go wrong, right? Yeah. I mm. mean, and it's like the watching the live birth on Magic Mushrooms would be quite a surreal experience. I feel like filling out all the visitor forms and like getting to the hospital and like <laughs> signing in and putting so on a... Like there's so much admin involved in hospitals. That See, I'm to understand you've taken Magic Mushrooms before. Was this is this an experience that would interest you as someone who knows the effects well, of the drug? That's what I was thinking. Is like I've tried it once, and what I was doing at the time was it was quite windy, and I was looking at my friend, and there were some Christmas lights up, and they were sort of blowing in the wind, and I thought that was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> so I feel like adding like external crazy shit on top of that isn't going to make it too much better. Like I feel like that's the thing with drugs is you should be trying to do like the least crazy thing and let the drugs be the I crazy see. part. Is my accurate gauge of how powerful the drugs are? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so what they should be doing is like playing solitaire on the computer while taking magic mushrooms <laughs> yeah, yeah. just to really test the strength of the mushrooms. In their own house, not talking to each other. No music, no stimulants. <laughs> Do you think 100 bucks is enough for that? No. Like, would no. You, I mean, obviously, uh, neither of you are pregnant women, but if you were a pregnant woman, $100 seems like not enough money to let one man uh, on magic mushrooms watch you give birth. I feel like I'm, I'm in very like comedy festival producer mode at the moment i feel like once that precedent has been set hundred dollars per person you take that and you start marketing the shit out of this live birth exactly until you got just like a birthing suite you know those have those like surgery theaters where there's like the tiered seating and stuff you want like <laughs> pack that out is that your new idea for a like, comedy festival show? <laughs> like, watch um yeah it's, it's like you can come and you can watch dave hughes give birth on stage, but it's going to cost you a hundred bucks a it's, pop, and you've got to provide your own mushrooms. It's yeah. the biological equivalent of a dollar reserve, isn't it? Because it's like the <laughs> on the tin, what it says is pretty appealing. You're like, yeah. oh yeah, but then you know, this thing could run riot. <laughs> 
main stage town hall, 100 bucks a pop. Shoes you at the Athenium. <laughs> Just giving birth. I mean, I, you know what? If Dave Hughes was pregnant and giving birth, I'd probably pay 100 bucks to, to watch that. I would like to go around and, like, get exactly Dave Hughes' poster, but Photoshop myself. Bring your own mushrooms on it, and, like, that's his <laughs> official Maui <laughs> <laughs> Market to shop. Just encourage people to go and see Dave Hughes. On mushrooms. Well, if anyone's listening to this program <laughs> and would like to uh, would like to go and watch Dave Hughes on mushrooms, feel free to do that. Don't report back to us. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't need to know what happens. Uh, Jack, do you have one uh, you want to share with us? Maybe. Uh, yeah. Cool. So this comes to us from James Quinn. Thank you, James. And uh, so it is a two uh, giant one and a half meter teddy bears, one hundred dollars, uh, good condition. One has minor lipstick stain around the mouth. <laughs> Uh, last year's unwanted Christmas present, uh, $60 each or two for $100. And then just so you boys can see there, there's a picture of the said uh, lipstick stain on right. the mouth. So that lipstick stain, just to be clear, it's not lipstick has been applied to the mouth to dress up the bear. It is someone has tried to make out with this bear. Oh, look. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't see why it would be a t- I think mean, that would be a testament to the uh, draw of the bear. <laughs> the quality of the, the bear. The quality yeah. of the bear. I mean, it's a giant bear. It's a giant bear. It's 100 bucks. I love those big soft toys. I always wanted one so badly. What, as a child yeah. or as an adult? I, uh, as a child, but I did see... I was at a, an aquarium recently and I saw a big old penguin. And, like, the part of me that's... Uh, I don't know. I wanted, I wanted it. It was never going to happen. Oh, it wasn't yeah. realistic. But I, I still, the impulse was still like, I want that. What was the price tag? Did you, they, no, did you get close look, enough no, to look? No, no, you didn't want to tempt yourself. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I was wondering with this one that it is, it, that, that there's two giant one and a half meter teddy bears, but only one of them has a lipstick stain on it, right? So yeah. these weren't sex bears bought for someone to make out with in general, right? They were bought as a Christmas present for someone and then they've made out with one of them <laughs> and then they've decided I cannot have these in the house anymore. So someone has kissed a bear and then gone, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't like how much I like this. <laughs> I feel bad for the non-kissed bear that there's still a package deal. Like, I feel like one of those has so much more resale value for the other, but they're still like same price, <laughs> package deal, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's no such thing as a sex bear, is there? And is it not all bears would be sold as neutral bears? <laughs> <laughs> then it's up to you. And if then it's you, a, you yeah. sort of get to define the, the the utility of the bear. Yeah, but if you buy a bear with the intention of making out with it slash having sex with it, then it is it is a sex bear. You might not buy the bear wanting to have sex. You could buy the bear for a different reason than. But then once you get the teddy bear home into your house, and you're oh, like, yeah. well, it's already here. A number of reasons mm. your relationship to the bear could change. <laughs> Life's a crazy journey. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this person claiming they were an unwanted Christmas present, but then they also made out with it? Like, I feel like that's the that is the peak of getting a gift right. If the person immediately starts smooching it, like that's a good you've picked the gift well. <laughs> that's their reaction. <laughs> they've started making out with it. They've, they've become horrified at how much they've enjoyed it, and then they've got I need this out of the house. That's really that's really what's happened here. They've got to need to put a stop to it. Aren't people just like if you put lipstick stain on a soft toy and you're selling it second hand, you just Give it a good will. I love this. everyone's enthusiasm for like, no, there's still value in this. Yeah. <laughs> Not everything needs to be resold. Yeah. I mean, why do you think they haven't just cleaned the lipstick off the bear? Like, what is, what is that that they haven't just... Could, how, you could just put a bear in a washing machine, presumably. Or, or even 1. just 1. like... 1.5 meters. Oh, yeah. Probably not. Hey? It is a very large... You could... 
You could wipe hand, it down. Hand wash it. Hand wash it. You could wipe it down. Maybe if you kissed the other bear and then made it seem like they were sort of kissing each other, and then that's like, <laughs> it doesn't improve the quality of the bears, but you come out of it looking better, I feel like. <laughs> that's how I'd play it. <laughs> It's like, and, look at these weirdo bears yeah. hanging out with each other. Not my fault if these bears are smooching. There's it's, another... it's more socially acceptable. Because most people know the bears aren't sentient, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but you're saying, no, no, no. You got me all wrong. <laughs> these bears did that when I wasn't looking. <laughs> we'll, we'll find them out. So 100 bucks. Um, well, well, guy, as someone who's interested in, in, in large soft toys, did you pay like, $60... Uh, would you either pay, sorry, I should say, $100 for both of these bears or $60 for a singular bear? And if so, which bear would you take? I would uh, pay $60 for the singular non-lipstick-smeared bear. <laughs> and as an addendum to that, if I saw Jack's listing and it yeah. said two bears, both lipstick-stained <laughs> from kissing, I would say to Brackets Jack... each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would say... If I'm not much mistaken, two days ago, I saw a virtually identical <laughs> listing wherein only one of the bears was lipstick-stained, listed under the same username. But, as it turns out, you now somehow, somehow another one of these bears has become kissed in the recent past. You if know, I ask this as a public question on the listing, what do you say? Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh man, I would just d- delete my account. <laughs> you gotta quit when you're ahead. <laughs> when you're ahead. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you envision that you've that by putting up these bears, these that have kissed in brackets each other across yeah. brackets, and then not selling them, <laughs> but everyone thinking that get the bears kissed each other. Do you feel like you've gotten out ahead? I feel, feel like, like I'm, I'm the hero of the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is what I think I would do is like, because, okay, you know, people like flip houses where they'll like buy a shitty house and like turn it around and make yeah. it good and then resell it. Like, yeah. I feel like I want to flip these bears, but what I have to do is I buy, I buy both bears, do nothing. And then sell them and don't mention the lipstick for like a bit more. And right. I haven't done anything. I've just not mentioned the worst thing about them. I think if you're a good faith seller on Cra- uh, on Craigslist or Gumtree and or trade bear- me or trade me tra- or stuff.co.nz, they have a little. But they have one anyway uh, as well. Right. <laughs> you're from New Zealand, yeah. I know. <laughs> but if, if if you're if you're a good faith seller. Then I think you're obliged to mention the fact that someone has kissed these bears you're selling because <laughs> one and a half meters tall—that's that's humanish size. You know what I mean? That's pretty big, yeah. That's like as tall as some people we know. Sixty dollars for a bear is for a plush bear is quite a princely. You'd be pretty, you'd be pretty devastated if it <laughs> if it turned up and you're like, wait a second, <laughs> this has been kissed. Yeah, I bought, these aren't virginal lips. Yeah. I bought this bear <laughs> for my kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if 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 that was me, and I purchased the bear, and I came to, and I had to give it to my child, I would just put more lipstick on the bear, so it didn't look like the the bear had been kissed. It just looked like the bear was wearing lipstick. The both or of just... your guys' solution to this problem is always more lipstick. Which <laughs> could you just put so much lipstick on? You could be like, "Hey, kid, I got you a red bear. <laughs> Don't touch it ever." <laughs> is now covered in nothing but lipstick, rendering the softness of the toy yeah. redundant. 
this weird red bear. I got you a sticky red bear, son. Merry <laughs> he, Christmas. You can't touch anything with this bear now because it'll just get covered in lipstick. Oh, maybe it'd be, I mean, look, if the bear was covered in lipstick, kissing it would be a great way to apply your own lipstick. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's move on from these bears, these disgusting bears. Um, Guy, do you have one for us? I do. You know that. You gave it to me. I did indeed. Uh, now, this one begins, and this is a particularly worn piece of paper, by the way. <laughs> this is travelled. Mm. So this, this has been sitting in the folder of to-dos for a while, for maybe a year or so now. But oh, I thought wow. it was a special occasion. Let's, let's make it happen. Let's uncork this thing. Uh, need a guy to help settle a bar bet. Parenthesis, Kansas City. I need a guy who doesn't want me to touch his balls. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain. This is listed under creative gigs, by the way. <laughs> Let me explain. I made a bar bet with a buddy who says he'll pay me $1 million if I hold on to another man's balls for 24 hours. And I'm here to prove I'll do it. Do we believe that this million dollar bet can take place in earnest? That there's actually a million dollars, a friend with a million dollars? I just I just don't think you get a million dollars by making million dollar bets. You know what I mean? I don't think you have the ability. I, th- I think, yeah, I, I think if we read on, we'll uncover this man is undoubtedly lying. <laughs> Stimulations. You can't enjoy it. Seriously. I don't want you to tell me how soft my hands are. <laughs> <laughs> this guy sounds like a legend. <laughs> oh, boy. Let me hold your balls, but you can't enjoy it. <laughs> or how pretty my eyes are. This guy must have incredibly subtle <laughs> hands and incredibly beautiful eyes. Really, really, uh, just you can get lost in his eyes, but you can't mention it. Uh, you have to hate this as much as I will until it turns into a game of ball sack rodeo. I can't pay you. This would possibly <laughs> constitute some weird form of prostitution, and that's illegal. But around the halfway mark, I'll spring for pizza. Plus, at the end of it, we'll probably be best friends. I mean, how could we not? Because you've actively been trying to not enjoy it for 24 hours. <laughs> 12 hours in, you're buying him pizza. But then the whole, then the whole situation's compromised and you have to go back to the beginning. <laughs> As the bond only intensifies, the more time you get together. It's a real rite of passage. Uh, the third stipulation, I used to be a dairy farmer and have a vice-like grip. I'll be in it to win it. <laughs> So if you change your mind during the day, the rodeo will begin. Any takers hit me up. Also, the owner of the balls must agree to doing this. Don't be sicking me on one of your unsuspecting pals. My eyes will what be a in horrible the prize, prank. And once what it a- starts, I'm not letting go. Free pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, so, so. So do you? I mean, that's that's the question, though. Do we think this million dollars exists, or do you think this person is just someone who wants to touch someone else's balls and they've? They've constructed an elaborate ruse in order... They do not sound like they want to touch someone's balls. No. I don't think. <laughs> no, but, Guy, that's the, that's the character... That is the ruse they're, they're erecting oh, around I this. See. Yeah. They're saying to you, Oh, no, I'm going to hate this. Oh, no, please don't put your balls on my hand. My you're, soft, you're supple hand. This, this person might be a deeply closeted homosexual. Potentially. Or just, or just, or just someone who's uh, into, into balls but doesn't want to be into balls. It's so, very, very mixed messages read hand softness. I feel like he <laughs> hypes it up at the beginning and then at the end he's like, I'm a dairy farmer with a rough grip. And then it's like, <laughs> well, I don't know what to think of this now. How, how sensitive are balls to the suppleness of hands? Well, yeah, that's a good question. I'm not, I mean, I'm not really sure. But I think that if you, 
Because you couldn't check yourself because it's like you can't tickle yourself. You know, you can't. Yeah. But I also don't want a dairy farmer's vice-like grip or anyone's vice-like grip. I, I look. I, I'm not an expert on my on on balls re hands, but I will say that a vice-like grip around anyone's balls would un, would probably be at least uncomfortable. You know. I'm not imagining the hand actually pressing the balls. I'm imagining that it's more like a pincer around the top of the scrotum. <laughs> oh, and so yeah. the balls sort of hang free beneath them. Right, I see, I see. So this is like like you're um like you're trying to close a bag of chips that you've opened. Sort yeah, sort mm. of you're trying to keep the air in the bag, I guess. <laughs> the twenty four hours squeezing someone's squeeze, okay. yeah. squeezing testes. Because they hurt so bad. You guys know this, don't you? It hurts <laughs> yes. so bad, eh? Yeah, it's notoriously a real sensitive zone. The testicles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I would love to see a, an included picture of the millionaire friend. That would that would be very important, I think. And it would need to be like a real cartoonish, like, tipping a sort of top like hat and Like an Uncle Pennybags, Mr. Monopoly yeah, kind of guy. Yeah, like a visibly billionaire character. Yeah. Because if you had a million dollars... And you would say to your friend, hey, I would like to, you to do something, a million dollar bet. Why would it be hold on to someone's balls for 24 hours? Is it because you don't think they could do it? This sounds like the same group of guys who want to pay a lady $100 to watch mm. her give birth on magic mushrooms. <laughs> you know what? I think it is real because the 24 hours part. I feel like if this was just a person, who, like it, it doesn't say, you gotta, but I got to hold your balls for sort of as long as I feel like it. Like that's not, it specifies a full, like it's, oh, it's a hassle right. for this guy as well. Do you think this is one of those things where they need to fly in judges from like Ireland? You know how when they do a Guinness World Record, they've got to like yeah. fly in people to like make sure. Because who's going to check unless the millionaire friend is going to be watching the whole time I as well? I imagine if there's a million dollars on the line, no matter how rich, I imagine yeah. you're still invested. <laughs> Well, you could be Bill Gates and still you're flying out there to see this. Uh, probably. Uh, or would you send, you send one of your lackeys? Yeah. No, you, of course you go. It's not even just the money. It's like, you obviously care. You obviously, unless you're that rich, so you just don't like, you, I don't know, actually. Now I'm all in, I'm a You've nox. got like hundreds of different people holding each other's balls all around yeah, the world, yeah, like yeah. at any given time. You're just not even really not A lot of fingers in pies, rehands yeah. balls. <laughs> just, you've got an app you check a few times a day and you're like, yeah, all right. It's the elaborate way that you, you figure out how to get some peace and quiet from yeah. your annoying, bludging friends. That, that, actually, speaking of friends, that, that's something I quite like in this one is... Uh, also, the owner of the balls must agree to doing this. Don't be seeking me on one of your unsuspecting pals. Now, he so he's worried that I'm going to say, bring him up and be like, hey, I really want to do this. My name is Guy Montgomery. Please come around and hold my balls for 24 hours. And I give him your address. Yeah. And then he's worried that he'll turn up and you'll say, no, it isn't me. But he'll be like, no, 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 you entered the ad. Yeah, it's, so I this mean, is the contract like, we have. Well, why, yeah, it sounds like he he reckons he's just going straight. As soon as you guys see each other, it's just his you know, vice-like grip. Yeah, yeah. balls to the <laughs> wall. Yeah, there's no high high how you yeah, do it. It no. just goes well, no, for you, it because you can't risk intimacy. This must yeah. not be enjoyed. Yeah, that's the. I forgot the um, golden if, rule of this crazy <laughs> thing. What if you weren't enjoying it at the start, but then sort of thirteen hours you in, you would learn to enjoy it. Yeah, You'd or you just to. didn't, or you didn't care about the the ball situation really, but you just really liked him. You just told you some cool stories about dairy farming. And, great conversation. Yeah, and he just really ended up having a great time hanging out. It's a even. It's a human condition though. You have to adjust <laughs> to the circumstance. Like you have to. Yeah. 
you will you will do your best to enjoy it eventually, whether you want to or not, just because otherwise Now that now that we're kind of delving further, it does sound like some sort of Russian novel, you know, like one that was written about you know, hundred and thirty years ago, where it's like this horrible man who works in a factory finds himself one day attached to another man's balls by his hands and suddenly that's his life now for twenty four hours. One of those elaborate Russian fables. <laughs> yes. So anyway, would you would would you be? I mean, he he doesn't want to pay. I'd you. hold on to a guy's balls for twenty four hours for a million dollars. I mean, I definitely would. I definitely you, would. If yeah. million dollars in line, as if you wouldn't. What are you talking a about? Day, an honest day's work for a million dollars. I've done worse things for longer periods of time for less money. <clears throat> not cons- not in twenty four hours consecutively though. Surely no. Maybe Have you been not. part of any sort of wacky look radio I- stunts? <laughs> <laughs> let, let me tell you. I would give it a red hot go. I would try. I don't know if I'd be able to do it. Even staying awake for twenty four hours is difficult. But but would you but he's not offering it for you to do, he's offering it for you to be the balls, and you get nothing out of this except for free pizza. Which to me sounds like I mean, he's getting a million dollars out of this. He says he doesn't want to pay you, but surely you can split split the prize money. Yeah, because it's it's one thing to have this like kind of wacky living by the seat of his pants like risk-taking idiot guy like doing hey i'm gonna hold your balls in this pizza ha huh? but then it's another thing to have a millionaire who's just held your balls all day be like well goodbye forever you're like no you got a million dollars now the help re- me out the reasoning that he's not willing to share is for fear of accusations of prostitution but mm. that would immediately suggest that there is some sort of sex, sex- yeah yeah mm. whereas this is as i understand it purely well that's what he's claiming but this is, I mean, is, he's confused. At one point, he's, you know, because if, if he can pay him the money, if it's not a sexy act, mm, yeah, it's, he's it's resigned just, to the. But he's resigned. He's outwardly. decided. Yes, exactly. He's decided it's a but sexy this is act. Sexy. Yeah. So his his inability to pay you, yeah, it does re- it does reveal a certain um, erotic tone to this, yeah. doesn't? All right, I'm not into it. I would message back and ask what kind of pizza. That's my, my only stipulation. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing you need to, to get you over the board. All right, let me share this one with Domino's, you. Domino's, three ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, uh, you got to eat the whole thing when you pay it back. Uh, this one is also taken from Craigslist. It's taken from the Men Looking for Women section in Knoxville. You guys familiar with Knoxville? It's a town, I guess, in America. I don't know. I feel like it's in Tennessee. Is it? Mm. Potentially. Uh, now, this is... Yeah. Uh, a man looking for women who enjoys the nude male. <clears throat> and there's a picture there of a man who's basically nude. Um, he's standing on a deck of sorts, um, like on a veranda. I am offering my handyman and painting services to any women who appreciates the nude male human form for just $10 an hour. I'm a lifelong nudist and believe we should not be ashamed of our bodies. Uh, we were all created in God's image after all. And should not be ashamed of his creation. So he's a religious man. Men have sexy maid services, so why shouldn't women have the same choices? He's also a feminist, uh, which is very nice. (laughs) This ad is for serious inquiries only, from women only who are needing legitimate work done around their house, while at the same time being entertained visually with eye candy. Not looking for sex or anything like that, just for women who understand and appreciate the nudist lifestyle. I offer quality work with over 17 years experience. Uh, here's what he can do. Plumbing, electrical work, painting, remodeling, cleaning, organizing, moving furniture, honey-do lists. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, repairs, you name it. Can offer plenty of references from other women I've worked for and from local nudist resorts in Tennessee and Florida. Uh, Tennessee! You- yeah, you're correct. Mm. Uh, for you to call to see that I'm a safe and good worker. 
Uh, so call today and get your handyman repairs done, neat, clean, and right, with an added twist of beautiful nudity. <laughs> Pictures are of me working, no texting plan. Uh, call anytime. If you get voicemail, leave a message, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. <clears throat> I wonder how he feels about, like, sort of tasks that are... You know, like clean out this bee's nest. That's what I like, mean. So but, much handiwork yeah. require is dangerous. It's useful, like a lot of the time, clothing isn't the prison. It is in the rest of society. It's actually a, a useful thing to protect you from like burns and injuries. He's saying he wants to do electrical work. Electrical yeah. work. <laughs> that is so dangerous. I'm surprised by how young and muscly this dude is. He's quite. I thought this was some like you know. 45 plus. Well, he's got 17 years experience. So if he started sort of, you know, at the end of high school, maybe he's like, maybe he's in his early 30s, mid 30s kind of thing. You know? I, su- I suppose. He also p- he made the classic mistake that people make when they reveal their intentions where he said, not interested in sex. Mm. You know, well, then you shouldn't bring, you shouldn't bring it up then. I wasn't yeah. thinking about sex until you told me. <laughs> that you weren't interested yeah. in it. I, 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 going back to Jack's safety concerns here. Like, this man says he's been working as a handy person for 17 years. But if you'd been doing this for 17 years nude, you'd be dead. That is yeah. 100% what would have happened. Or you'd be an incredibly specialised professional. What do you, Well, no, I don't think... I, I, I mean, bare minimum for doing gardening... For doing gardening, bare minimum, you wear gloves, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, sometimes. But gloves, they might not necessarily find restrictive. Restrictive. So you reckon he's wearing gloves and nothing else then? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> he's like he's got a hard hat on, gloves, and the rest of his body's completely. He's wearing steel steel cap boots. No, he's gardening. He's not wearing a helmet and, and steel toe boots. Probably just the gloves. <laughs> is it is it possible he's wearing like full high vis workwear just with his dick out? Like that's just <laughs> everything else is like completely covered up. <laughs> That sounds awful. That sounds so <laughs> awful. Yeah, that's the other thing. You've got to wear high vis on a work site. That is like that is like like a, handy men don't wear yeah. high vis. Well, I think they should. Yeah, I definitely. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of respect. He's just super upfront about everything. I kind yeah. of respect the listing. Mm. He seems. It seems like an earnest sort of. Uh, Desire to celebrate the lifestyle while earning a buck. $10 yeah. is much money either. You both work as professional comedians, right? Mm. Uh, no, you have, you've not been in, the, in your jobs for 17 years. But do you think 17 years in, if you wanted to mix it up, you might, just, you might do a bit of nude comedy? Would you ever do that? Um, <laughs> I mean, for $10 an hour, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> talking big bucks like that. Yeah. I, I can't imagine... Uh, I mean, unless I became a de- devoted nudist, mm. then... The only other reason to do it would be for business reasons. And I cannot imagine a world wherein my earning potential is greater by <laughs> being naked. naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and especially not another, what, like 10 years from now. <laughs> Can you imagine the tickets to the Guy Montgomery show? They're what, like 25 bucks? But if you want to go to the nude show, he's going to be charging like $400 a ticket. <laughs> You've only got to sell like six of them, right? And that's- yeah, that's true. It is like this sort of work certainly kind of um, helps his like his passion for being nude much more than like most jobs. Like he couldn't, he can never be like 
I'll design your website. I'm fully nude while I do it. You can. Like <laughs> you can just do that and not tell them even. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's very lucky yeah. that this is like, uh, yeah, because you couldn't do, you couldn't really do food preparation because that's probably unhygienic. You would think you could put a hairnet on your <laughs> genitals. No, but then that's the whole the whole point. Look, if I was to if if I was the person signing up for this. I would want the dick out. Like, presumably, I'd want the dick out. That's the point of it, right? I want to see his donger. Yeah. So if you put a hand out over that, that's... Well, no. This is specifically for women who enjoy the nude male. That's what that's I mean. Yeah, so I'm into it. Yeah. So I, if, if I'm signing up for this, I don't want him to put a hand out over his donger. So if I'm getting... Him, no, when he's gardening, no. No, but when he's cooking, I would, I would rather him risk his genitals being fried in oil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about his safety. I want that. I want that mad chongus. That's yeah. what I want to see. Well, so I guess then it comes down to uh, you can't hire a nude chef in a commercial kitchen because no. of the bloody you know no, the, the pencil pushes down at Parliament House. <laughs> These city hall nerds. Yeah. That, they've done a nude a nude day's work in their life. A meal for four though. <laughs> I want you to come over. I've got various different foods I want you to deep fry. <laughs> I mean, look, I would actually, like, just the sheer danger. It's like watching someone do a tightrope walk. I would actually be fascinated at watching someone try and deep fry something while, while in, the, in the nude. <laughs> actually, to me, that would be really quite good. No? You guys aren't into it? No, yeah, definitely. Like when, they, when they sort of flip up the pan and when Imagine it comes Imagine nude teppanyaki. My goodness. Yeah. You know, they're, they're throwing eggs at you and stuff, and you got to catch it in a bowl, but also their chongus is out. <laughs> their chongus. Yeah. Uh, Tim and Yogi chefs are usually pretty technically sound. You know, I can't imagine too much variation in no, the true. Uh, execution true. of the work. I also imagine, I, mean, I don't know a lot about Japanese culture, but a lot of it does have to do with, um, a, a, you know, a lot of Japanese culture does have to do with, like, shame and honour and, and concepts of familial pride and whatnot. And I can't imagine that your family would be particularly happy if they found out that, you 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 know, after millennia of, of teppanyaki chefs, you know, father to son to daughter to mother or whatever, it, you know, for you to be the first nude one in 2,000 years would probably bring shame. I mean, it wouldn't Although be accepted. I, I, I agree, but I feel like just being aware of this man and his article at all, I already think any handyman who do wear clothes are absolute cowards now. I feel like... <laughs> Just the the courage in which he's gone into this. I feel like if you owned your nude teppanyaki restaurant with the same sort of vigor, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, this is the most honourable thing I've ever seen." How much? How many hours? What's it? Forty hours in a working week? Yeah. How many hours do you reckon this guy gets of gainful employment per week? Oh, uh, you mean of the nude stuff or of the regular stuff? The nude stuff. The nude stuff less than three, because if if I'm if I'm a lady who wants to see a nude man paint a fence or whatever. Like, I, I I can get what I want after an hour, right? You know? Uh, well, no, because, you know, it's a, it's a blending of passions. You need the work done and you enjoy the nudity. <laughs> oh, so you think there actually is a fence that needs to be painted? Well, yeah. You're not going to... He's not a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's... he's but what's the, I'm Presumably the he arrives here. nude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, the, the other thing is... And I, I think we've brought this up before when people talk about nudity. But ten dollars an hour to get your fence—ten dollars an hour to get your fence painted—is very cheap. Yeah, mm. it's incredibly cheap. So obviously, this is not open to us because we are not women that's, who want to see. That's it. what makes me question the uh, no sex skill. business. Well, no, the no sex things. I'm sorry, I've moved on from that. But the the uh, his skills, the listings mm. of his abilities. Mm. Do you think his price for non-nude work is more or less than ten dollars? Oh, much more. 
I thirty bucks an hour. I reckon. Yeah. I reckon this is. I reckon there's a third of what. This is a discount if you let me do the thing I want, or this is a price boost because you get to see the nude male. I think it's the opposite of the Guy Montgomery show. In the, the right. Guy Montgomery <laughs> show is much more expensive when it's nude. This. <laughs> I'm booking this show for 2019, by the way. I think he only works nude. He's he's... got one listing, one price. I'm $10. I'm literally naked all the time. (laughs) Let me come and work on your house. Can you do it for $30 in clothes? Absolutely not. There's a million other people in this city who will do that for you. (laughs) But I think it's such a cheap rate that it suggests to me that he's that he's he's taken a discount. I don't think you would work <laughs> seventeen years in an industry doing handyman labor for ten dollars an hour. Do you think maybe he's simply saving money on clothes and passing on those savings to the consumer? <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> he's... <laughs> the reason, he's he's got no overheads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> these other handyman throwing money yes. around on their <laughs> clothes and pants. <laughs> So anyway, do you guys have any... Uh, Where does handy? he keep his money? He's got no pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go through... Just go through this again. Oh, I love hey, the idea I... of a, a man walking away from a work site just nude with a handful of cash. <laughs> just like... Well, it's not a very big handful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just go through the, these again, and you can tell me which of these, if you think it can be done nude or not. All right? Plumbing. Can it be done nude? Sure. Yeah. Electrical work. Shouldn't be done, but I think he would do it. <laughs> Painting? Yeah, and that's quite fun too. Yeah. <laughs> what, nude paint? This one's remodeling. So that's going to involve a fair bit of power tools, I reckon, if you're remodeling a kitchen or something. Nails and, you know. What do you reckon? Splinters? I shouldn't be done nude. Uh, I think that can be done nude. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Cle- this one's cleaning. Now, that, that to me can be done nude if it's like like vacuuming. But if you're cleaning a bathroom... If you're down on your knees... And you're using bleach and whatnot, yeah. that seems dangerous. In most cases, a nude like stranger running around your house is caused to clean afterwards. <laughs> like you're gonna have to get other cleaners. Yeah, they, they put their clothes in a pile in one corner and yeah. they just work towards it. <laughs> Moving furniture, you reckon that can be done nude? Yep. Yep. Fucking a. Yeah, I've done it before. I'll yeah. Do it again. You've, you've moved stuff around a bedroom, haven't you? Yes, I have. This one's organizing. Uh, yep. You yeah, can organize can anything nude. So actually, the majority of these things can be done nude. Uh, Poorly. That's Poor a big list. He's good at two of those things. I mean, he really is a jack of all trades, in the, like literally a jack of all trades, in the, a new jack of all trades. Yeah, and he does describe himself as eye candy. You know what? I'm kind of into it. I'm kind of into it. He's yeah. owning it. He's yeah. Good. If you're in Tennessee and want to get in touch with this man, his uh, ad is still available on Craigslist. Ten dollars an hour for some nude handyman work. Um, Jack, we have time for one more. Uh, before yes, we get to that, yes, though, yes. you're both doing uh, comedy festival shows. You know it. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Guy, let's start with you. Where can people uh, go and see your show? Uh, they can see it at the Melbourne Town Hall. Mm-hmm. It's called Guy Montgomery. Doesn't check his phone for an hour. Mm-hmm. And it's at 9.45 p.m. most of the time. And it starts on, th- uh, it starts on this Thursday. Week, and then goes through until the... goes the whole time. Uh, like, so you're doing like the... 25 shows or whatever it is, yeah. 22 shows. Ample opportunity to see, <laughs> if you so desire. And Jack, when uh, what's your show? Uh, my show is on at the Belleville and it's um, it's a bar on Swanson Street. It uh, starts on April 9th, goes to the 22nd. Uh, it's called Kitchen Bird. Mm-hmm. If you live in Melbourne, please come and see that. That'll be great. Absolutely, yeah. And I, I will I will definitely check out both these shows. Uh, do get along to them. When's, uh, when's your show? Yeah, what are you doing, Michael? Oh, uh, mine's, I don't know. I've plugged enough on this podcast. You all know it's about punching Nazis, and it's uh, at 9.30 at oh, the Malthouse Theatre, I think it's called. 
Yeah. Cooper's Malt House. The Cooper's Malt Theatre. I read your post. You've got a great post there, and it is. I read it. The Malt House Theatre. I've never been to that venue. Oh, well, many and people have may it continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can I also just quickly say, I remember I'm doing an improv show. Uh, yes. Four, or four nights of the week. Oh, this is Snort. Uh, it's called Snort with I friends. I love it's, Snort. It's a really good improv show, and we bring it to Melbourne and lose so much money doing it every <laughs> year. Uh, but we persist. I've, it, d- I've done it before. Uh, I think I might do it this year yeah, if you like me. We'll be doing it. And it's, it's super fun. I fucking love that. I love, it's like guests doing monologues, and you guys improvise scenes around that's it. That's exactly what it is. Fantastic. Uh, and that's, on, that's a late night show on the weekends, and it's 6 p.m. on Monday. Yeah, right. Excellent stuff. Um, all right, Jack, we have time for one last classified. Now, this one has been sent in by Michelle McBride, I thought, or McBaird. I can't read my handwriting. It's taken from the London Metro. What do you got for us, Jack? Uh, so this is on the London Metro um, uh, personal messages. An American retired certified scientist, scientist, French candidate for Nobel Peace Prize of 2003 and 2004, <laughs> uh, having just resolved problems of air pollution, global warming, ocean rising, etc., is looking to meet a retired English or originally Chinese retired lady. Good behavior is expected. <laughs> I will be residing in the UK. Please write to me. I don't know if this, what the form is on reading his email address, but he has a funny email address. He's, he's, Ro- Royal Invitations is the first <laughs> yes. bit of it. He has a Gmail address. Yeah. Royal so, Invitations. Royal Invitations and then a number at gmail.com. Yeah. You can re- it's a public listing. You can read the number, can you? Oh, yeah, I guess you can. Yeah, Royal, Royal Invitations 355 at, at gmail.com gmail. is how you can get in touch with this two-time this French pre- Nobel Peace Prize nominee. Nominee? Pre- presumed king. Very, very <laughs> ominously doesn't spell out, you know, what exactly the purpose of this new companion is. No, oh, well, obedience, apparently. <laughs> got to be good. It's good behavior and obedience, mostly. Yeah. Incredible. So... What, now, my understanding of the Nobel Peace Prize is that it is it is like Norwegian or Swedish, right? Where, where, are the, where is where's Alfred Nobel from? It's from one of those Nordic countries. Mm, you I know more than I, I do. know. It's like um, it's like the king of. Uh, I'm getting. We're sure we're getting emails, but it, it's one of those Nordic countries gives it out because the guy. Did you know the story behind the Nobel Peace Prize? No. So a- Alfred Nobel, who's the inventor of the Peace Prize. How is he called Alfred Nobel, and yet it's called the Nobel Peace Prize? Yeah, I don't know. Actually, you're right. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a mistake. Mm. Probably on my part. But he invented, like, gelignite or, like, dynamite. Like, he invented some sort of explosive. They used a lot in mining. And they also used it to dig a lot of tunnels and whatever in war and, and whatnot. And he was so... Um, horrified by the destruction his creation had wrought upon the world, he like put aside all this money in perpetuity to fund a peace prize and also, you know, arts and science and literature and all that kind of stuff. So you can win, you know, the Nobel Prize and lots of different things. And the peace one is to offset all the destruction his jailing caused. But I'm pretty sure it's like Swedish or Norwegian or something. I don't think it's a French... Well, I don't know if the French have their own category. Yeah. He's a candidate from France. Oh, maybe, maybe yeah, maybe it's like a oh a French. Oh right, I misread that. It's a French candidate for the Nobel Peace Prize, not a candidate for the French Nobel Peace Prize. Right, 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 right. right. I like the thing that bad. Alfred Nobel will be very pleased to hear that uh, the purpose of his prize is now being used as leverage yeah. in the hopes <laughs> of one obedient retired companion. Yeah, 
do you want me to do you, do you want to just get up maybe i'll just while you guys chat i might get up the nominees for the nobel peace prize in 2003 and four. Oh yeah i don't know that it works i don't i don't because i was wondering whether or not there's a, a, a each country puts forward a nomination you know like a, i didn't yeah i wasn't eurovision or if it's just <laughs> like he, happen, he was nominated those two years and happens to be french yeah or um yeah if it's like it's the olympics where everyone sort of just gets to put someone forward and <laughs> yeah the best of the worst because not every country can be good at every Olympic sport, but you can still put people... Was that awesome lady at the Winter Olympics recently who... <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible, but qualif- like earned her way there and qualified. A lady from America who qualified in the uh, the half pipe of the skiing, I believe, yeah. or yeah, the snowboarding, right. and did zero tricks the entire time. Just successfully went down the half pipe, which is actually really hard to do. And I- was then irate that she was not awarded a higher score. <laughs> <laughs> so what's interesting about this is they don't actually list... <laughs> I don't think that's actually too much of a surprise, mm. Mike. <laughs> they don't yeah. list the nominees of the Nobel Peace Prize. And he- the person who won it was a lady called Shirin Abadi. Uh, it's, it's, it's a Norwegian prize. Um, and and Shirin Abadi won it in 2003 for efforts for democracy and human rights. Uh, especially involving women and children. So she's obviously, you know, quite a deserving winner. Uh, this person, it doesn't seem to be listed anywhere. So you mean to be. say that sort of anyone, any old UK-based man could just lay claim to being a Nobel well, priest, yeah. Peace-nominated scientist? Yeah, just damn. just Google um, who resolved uh, global warming in 2003, and then we'll know. You <laughs> <laughs> also talk about what a piss-poor job the scientists yeah. did of resolving global yeah. warming in 2003. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Okay, no, I found it. Okay. There was 150 nominees for the Nobel Peace Prize in 2003. Oh. And in amongst that was Bono from U2. I mean, fucking hell, really? It's Bono. It's Jacques Chirac, who also did a lot of nuclear testing. It's Pope Jean-Paul. I mean, there's... there's, there's... 150 is still not that many. Mm. I mean, we've certainly got, an, mm. you know... I thought it'd be like the Academy Awards. This you is know, the, like six or whatever. Yeah, this is the, the Perth fringe of um, Peace <laughs> Awards. <laughs> Oh god, I'd love to pet anyone on the back who enjoyed that joke as hardly yeah, as Michael. <laughs> it was it was really just for the guys in the room. I feel like. So it's weird. So it so okay. The reason I was getting confused is it's given by the Norwegian king, but Alfred Nobel himself was Swedish. Um, right. I I would love it if the way they ran this prize was there was like you could sort of it was like a biograph and you could see the destruction that dynamite has caused to the earth versus the like how much peace has yeah. been added to it and you can sort of see yeah, year by year how it was a remorseful up. dying bad man who made a lot of money doing a bad thing and just tried to absolve it for all of time yeah i think you can just nominate anyone for the nobel peace prize sick really so, i mean i so i mean now that i know this i think it's actually deeply deeply shit that neither of you have ever uh, nominated me for it. That's fine. I'm not going to be too. I'm not going to be particularly upset by it. That's why we've had to feign ignorance in our intimate knowledge of yeah. how the Nobel Peace Prize works. Yeah, it's all fucking politics, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, who's got the best peace agent? Yeah. <laughs> so, for example, in the 2016. Oh no, they've they've shut it down. Okay, so back in the in 20, in 2003, apparently it was much easier to nominate people. As of 2016, the nomination list was down to 33 candidates. So obviously they've tightened the strings on this. Why does the lady need to be Chinese, do you think? She doesn't need to be. Oh, sorry. It just wouldn't hurt. It's looking to meet a retired English or originally Chinese retired lady. So So, no, there are no, no, uh, 
English-born Chinese people. No, none of them. You've either got to be... <laughs> Two distinct categories are eligible. <laughs> You've either got to be a retired English lady or an originally Chinese <laughs> retired lady. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So specific and so different. It's like, uh, it's, 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 it's Princess Diana or... I can't think of a famous Chinese lady, Michelle Wen. There we go. He, I've thought of two, I've thought of a famous <laughs> Chinese woman. He's just um, it's like the only thing that he is concrete on is that they cannot have a job. They must have had a job and retired from it. It's the only type of woman I'm interested in. If you had to guess, uh, so oh wait, no, I was going to say, what do you think he was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize with? But he said, doesn't he? Air pollution. Air pollution. So resolving problems of air pollution, global warming. Ocean rising, etc. See, all those things clearly feel like they fall into different scientific categories, but he's claiming the Peace Prize. Am I confused on how this award works? I thought there was different, like a Nobel Prize for various sciences, he's, and then a Peace one was, was one of the categories. He's covered his base. It's, it was for his cumulative hard work in those fields. Yeah, and let's yeah. also not forget that he also worked very hard in the well-respected scientific field of etc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the etc. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, I'm not into this. Uh, I don't think you should write to this person, but I'll give that an email address, royalinnovations355 at gmail.com. Oh, wait a second. That's my email address. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> French candidate for Nobel Peace Prize 2003-2004, right? That's, that, that's what. Yeah. But then the title of this is An American Retired Certified Scientist. So he's an American retired certified scientist. He was a French candidate for Nobel Prize. Working oh. from France. But, but after an English or Chinese person. Like, he's it's he's all, all over the, the show. <laughs> I can't believe I brushed over my favorite. I just clicked the, the thing I love most about this is just the phrase certified scientist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's no bigger red flag in the scientific world. <laughs> Hello, Not c- published, certified just certified. science man here. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, thank you both so much for coming and hanging out on the show today. Um, yeah, and I hope I hope you both have had a fun time. Yeah, yeah going right. through some fucking Blast. bullshit classifieds. <laughs> a lot of laughs, a lot of memories, mate. Hope you enjoyed these chocolates. That um, really you know, enjoyed the chocolate. Mm, yes, uh, but um, yeah, get along if you're listening to this. Get along to both Jack and Guy's shows at the Comedy Festival. Um, do you have other stuff you want to plug? I don't know. Nah, because yeah, it will yeah. dilute the huge number of carryover fans who will actually come to our respective live shows. So you want yeah, specific, yeah. If, if, if they can do one thing, yeah. buy tickets to these people. Yes. The support. The other stuff I want to plug doesn't pay my rent, you know? you got to really <laughs> gotta lock in on this. All right, well, if you'd like to nominate any of us for the Nobel Peace Prize in 2019, <laughs> I think it's coming up, uh, please do get in touch with the uh, Nobel Federation in uh, Norway. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Bye! If you like pina colada Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.